housing market explosion. We're taking a look at the local housing market in San Antonio coming up on the show today. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. But I'm Jake Rivas, and I am the financial expert. And together, Kirk and I talk about financial planning topics. We review the economy and look at financial articles, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth today and into the future. And we're going to talk about homes, buying homes. homes, what's going on in San Antonio specifically. So we're going back to the Jake of all trade um, roots, roots. Um, back, back to how it all got started on the streets of San Antonio. And then we went national and then global. Uh, but now we're, we're making sure because I'm in Austin. Um, Jake is in San Antonio. So we're talking about home prices and home sales and, yeah. What's going on? A recap. This is from Saber. I'll put this on Sabor, the screen. The San Antonio Sabor. Board of Realtors. Yeah. Put out there. Always put out. And and this is good information too. If you live in another city and you're interested, there's typically a board of realtors that puts out a similar report once a month for your area. And it's kind of interesting to look at. You can measure growth and new home listings, new home prices. And we talked about on a previous episode, obviously, that Interest rates are super low right now, which has spiked a huge demand in people wanting to buy houses because they can lock in a mortgage with a really low interest rate right now. And while San Antonio is typically has has been consistently the real estate market does well, even during 2008, 2009, it was probably the most resilient city in Texas. We're starting to see home prices escalate at rates that are now getting up to there comparable with Austin, huh. which well, is kind of crazy. <laughs> it makes sense though. I mean, San Antonio has been growing, but the, the problem is, so the question is why is that for me is why is that happening? Is it just demand? Like why is supply not meeting demand? What's going on with that? Do you know? I think there's a couple of things that are, at play here. One, there's just the sheer number of people who are who want to buy a house just exceeds how many houses there are available. And we know that lots and lots of people are moving to Texas in general. So uh, if you look at the numbers, it's like a, an astronomical amount of people every year are moving to Texas. So there's only so much supply available. And then when there's existing homes that are being put up on the market, that's one thing. But then also new development, new building of homes, right? Because those can also fall into the category of what we're talking about of total home sales. The problem is that we've seen a huge spike in the price of supplies, wood and um, steel. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Crazy spike in supply. And there's it's really because of a supply chain issue as a result of the pandemic, which is now caught up with the demand, right? The, the the supply chain issue has now manifested itself because demand has exceeded what they initially thought. And so the result is wood, for example, a, a two by four has increased from March of 2020 to March of 2021 by 250%. Mm -hmm. So astronomical amount of 
cost associated. So I think both of those factors, there's just not enough houses, and then the cost to build houses is affecting the supply. But the demand is there, and the demand is going to continue to be there because buying a house has all of a sudden become a lot more affordable. Well, um, yeah, so I think there's a variety of factors. That's really interesting because so on the supply and the material side, I think there's there's the pandemic, but then you also have um, the disruption in oil, which always cre- increases all prices of things, right? But also with what's interesting about this influx of um, people into Texas is a lot of them are coming from the coast. Uh-huh. And I know there's a good ma- chunk of them who just sold you know, a two and a half million dollar house. And so I'm hearing all these stories from friends of mine who, you know, when they're out look they, that are moving here, because I have a lot of friends as well moving here and they're like out looking for a house and their competitors are someone who's like, yeah, I'll just pay $300,000 cash. Yeah. They just like plop down the cash, you know, not literally not drug Lords, but that type <laughs> of idea. And they just pay it cash, right? They just pay it outright mm-hmm. because they just, again, they just sold a two, and a half million dollar house in California or somewhere on the East coast or something. Right. Yep. So that I think also has a big effect on the market because, you know, when you're looking at comps and real estate and you're seeing that all these houses are selling for way more than they're going for, because people are just like, eh, stop the bidding war. Here you go. Right. Exactly. Just in cash. No, you're exactly right. And, and that, that affects creates- it too. That's where people start to get nervous about like potential bubbles in the real estate market because they could, in essence, when you have such a huge demand with people with a lot of resources, that's what drives up the prices. And sometimes that that price increase is somewhat artificial, right? It's not actually the house has been appraised and it's appraised at this value, but somebody from a coast that has two times the resources pays over that appraised value. So they're actually paying more than what the property really was worth just because there was so much demand and they needed to outbid somebody. And we're starting to see that. There's I have heard stories from clients and other people that people are offering 50 to $100,000 over asking price yeah. on houses here in Texas. And so in this report in particular, home prices in March of 2020 have increased 21% to March of 20 between March of 2020 and March of 2021 in San Antonio Bear County specifically. So across Texas, I don't have their report, but I can only imagine that that rate of growth is probably comparable to that. And that's a big increase hmm. in uh, uh, in the real estate sector in general and I think what you said specifically that's one of the reasons that the escalation of prices is getting so rapid. So then that begs the question, right? Is this sustainable? Well, so I have another, I have an actual question, another question about you just made an, an inference between the type of person, the, the, the growing number of people who move into this County of San Antonio or bear County, they're putting large over asking price paid out in full. Mm-hmm. And that might, that um, drives the price up. Mm-hmm. So, but how does that create a bubble? Because the house is appraised, right? But they the paid county. for it in cash. So, well, no, I'm not saying they all pay for it in cash. Some of them don't pay 
all in cash, but they still offer $100,000 over asking. They may just pay 50% of it in cash. I see. Okay. So part of it is the the question of their, their, their offering. It's more they're offering the extra over. Maybe they have the ability to do that because they just sold an expensive house. Maybe they didn't own the house outright, but they could use... They could, right, but they still had half a million dollars of equity. Yeah, and they could house. put a big chunk of that in here. And so that drives up the price because that's, and then that means all the houses go up in price. Okay. Now, but you're right. That doesn't necessarily create a bubble. So to be clear, yeah. that's just, that can create a bubble. But the offsetting effect is that things are worth what people will pay for them, right? So somebody paid yes. $100,000 over asking price for this house. So that's technically what it's worth. Now, if that house was in Detroit, right? And there's, you know, Detroit's had, they've, they've gotten better now. Well, let's take Flint, Michigan, right? That's a terrible place, unfortunately. That could be a position where a bubble is more likely because if housing prices are escalating rapidly in that area, but there's not an offsetting like business community or rapid growth associated with that region, mm -hmm. then there's a disconnect, right? Between the, the inflating price of the house and the offsetting effect in the region. Mm -hmm. Whereas Texas, people are moving here, not just because the house prices are affordable, but there's job opportunities, there's land, there's favorable taxation, mm. all of those other variables are also affecting it. So I'm not saying this is creating a bubble. I'm just saying this is kind of one of those leading indicators that suggests that could occur. And that's also when you'll, if you're, if you pay attention to the real estate market at all, or you, or you read a lot of news, they'll start throwing that terminology around. Oh, this is a bubble. We've never seen growth like this in this region as far as real estate prices are concerned. It's gonna have to collapse at some point, right? So that's when I'm saying it's there's merit in looking at the other variables. Yeah. Why are people moving here? Why did they pay that much money for that house? And is it really worth it? Because it could be that San Antonio has just been behind, but there's a lot of value here, which is what I think. Okay, so yeah, that's a lot to think about to process. So there's, so one, I think, uh, you know, backing up and thinking about what a bubble is might uh -huh. be helpful. We've talked about this before, but you know, so you're right Th on the news and in articles, you might read about San Antonio's hitting a bubble. We're getting, and so what does that really mean? Is that true? And, you know, cause that's important for you as a homeowner, as a person living in San Antonio, as a person, yeah. maybe investing in San Antonio, real estate's always been a good investment. We've, on this show, we've had a whole bunch of real estate investors of various types, and it's always been big in Central Texas because of the, which it probably is changing a lot, I bet, that world. I'm sure it'd be interesting to talk to those. Because of the affordability, again. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, maybe even better for them, especially if you ha already had a good amount of houses when this was happening. You know, this sure. would be a good time to start selling some of those houses if you wanted to. Possibly, uh, yeah. If you were investing in like flips or something. But- like the 2008, there's a lot going on, but housing was part of the bubble. And one of the reasons was, from what I understood, was that there was a large push by banks to, to give loans to people who then couldn't pay them off. Exactly and, right. And this caused a lot of a ripple effect of, mm -hmm. you know, because there was more buying of houses for people who couldn't really afford it, there was then... Um, 
an increase in um, supply. So there was a whole bunch of people, you know, because when you buy more of a thing, that sends a signal to the market to build or do more of that thing. There's right. not enough toilet paper. Uh, a lot of people buy toilet paper. And then all of a sudden, the toilet paper manufacturers make more money. So they open up new parts of their plant and they start making more toilet paper. It's Econ 101. So, um, but if it's artificial or something's going wrong, like their, you know, their underwriting changes or their standards or whatever for giving out loans. And so they give loans to people who don't, who shouldn't have that kind of loan, especially as a particular type of loan. They buy mm-hmm. a house, but then they can't afford it. So now all of a sudden you have not only all the houses that you've built over the years, but you have all these vacant foreclosed houses. And so you have a huge, all this investment that is not paying off. Right. Right. So that's right. a bubble. So the question is, yeah. does that apply here? Because the people that are moving here are people that are making good money, probably mm-hmm. made good money in California. Um, there's opportunity and there's, they're probably working remote a lot yep. of them. So a lot of them are probably coming here because it's, it is cheaper to, to live here and they're able yep. to make room uh, to do remote. You know, I have a friend who I think I've brought him up before. He's a YouTube engineer, pretty high up and he left San Francisco and YouTube is probably going to let him stay here. Right. So he owns a house here. He owns a place in San, in or San, not San Antonio, Austin. He owns a place in San Francisco. He's going to be selling that transferring over to Texas because right now he's in that limbo where he's paying California uh, income uh, tax and income tax and, and Texas state and uh, property tax, property tax which Texas. is like hell on earth type of stuff, but uh, <laughs> worst of both worlds. But yeah. I think there's a lot of people like that who are coming like, so that makes it different of a dynamic. I think you're right. I think you're right. I do think you're right. And I think that we, we can also sort of fact check that, with looking at just how much money is out there flowing in the economy too. So the difference, you know, back in 2008 was we didn't have this amount of liquidity flowing around in the economy and those housing, those, those houses that were being purchased at that time were highly leveraged and they were underwritten incorrectly. Right. And so that is what was the genesis of the bubble. And that's not present here. I don't think because you don't just get a loan for a house that's $100,000 over its its appraised value. No bank is going to do that. So we have to assume that if somebody is buying a house and they are paying that much over asking, they've got a lot of cash. Yeah. Yeah, which so, is a good thing. Yeah, so that's a good thing. So what it really means, I think the I think overall the increase in prices of uh, homes this is what I would hope for San Antonio if they got smart as a city is they would start freeing up a lot of land and um, areas for development and just yeah. let you know let people develop because there's always like zoning and regulations and you have to do things like that. The more that San Antonio frees that up, the more people can build whole new subdivisions, grow San Antonio even more, you know, buy, you know, a developer would buy a huge track of land and then build like 500 houses on it or something. And that's, we need mm-hmm. more of that. And that is happening in San Antonio. Just drive around. It is. Ha- uh, it's it happening, is happening in, in Austin lot. as well. Yeah. Just central Texas, just drive around, right? I, I've driven yeah. around and just, you'll see uh, subdivisions just popping up or announcements for them. But I think you need more of that is my point, like to mm-hmm. free them up even more to do more of that. Um, right. And if not, then the prices will continue to go up like that. Um, as right, people because our, the supply and, will get yeah. shrink further. 
until there might be a change where um, if something happens where people don't like it or something or, or it slows down, maybe the craziness in California slows down a little bit and mm-hmm. people don't, you know, go as much to Texas and, but that you're still going to have an increase in population in Texas. I think for my predictions I, for the next five years, you're going to see a good, you know, after that, I don't know, you know, things might change in five, 10 years or after 10 years or something. It could, right. It, yeah. I think it depends on, there's a lot of factors there, but you know, overall there has been a, a, a pretty significant move of people coming here period. Yeah. So, but the good thing is we're seeing that those are financially stable people that are coming here. So they made the intentional decision to relocate here because it worked in their favor or worked toward their benefit, which is then obviously helping the local economy as well. I mean, this is all good things for, for homeowners in this city for sure. Well, not just homeowners. Remember Texas only has a property tax. So that means there's yeah. a in, huge increases in the revenue. Now I'm, you know me, I'm super anti-government, so I think this is actually kind of a bad thing. But for better or worse, what happens now is Texas is getting an influx of revenue, like the government mm-hmm. of Texas. So the question is, what are they going to do now with it? Are they going to build new schools? Are they going to improve the roads? Um, are they going to invest in public transportation? Invest maybe? in public transportation. Probably some stupid idea that I don't like, but because I just want them to lower property taxes and let people, you know, freely do make their own decisions and create companies for that. But that's that's just me. <laughs> give to, you give to people too much credit. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> what? I think that anyway. So, um, but yeah, but whatever you think of it, it does mean increased revenue to the state. The state, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, no, you know. that is true. Yeah. So we will see, but we know that the market is moving. So if you are, you know, looking to buy or sell, especially in Texas, um, it's kind of crazy out here. Yeah. Well, selling is a good time to sell. Sure. But then good luck finding a place to get into. Right. Well, I mean, if you're staying in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's a good time to move out of Texas if you want to do that but yeah if you just want to sell your house and then move to a more expensive house maybe it's not a good time to sell <laughs> right <laughs> might be a good time it's to like be downgrade hard to buy something else yeah yeah but if you had investment properties like if you're flipping something or you had uh rental properties it'd be a good time to like find a buyer for it absolutely it, it, it could be house. it could very well so be. maybe there'll be less renters um in san antonio maybe i don't know yes yeah. you know it's yeah. like, hey, let's make this a sale house Exactly. So as long as those demographics, as far as, you know, who's buying houses here, don't start to shift to becoming heavily leveraged. I think Mm -hmm. this is not signs of a bubble for sure. Agreed. It's just good, good, healthy growth down here in Texas. Yeah. Your favorite state. My favorite state. (laughs) All right. All right, guys, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. That wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at jakestwocents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. 
fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.